This is Lonesome Roads behind the wheel, and we are at the 2023 Midlands International Auto Show. Sign says, see the newest cars, trucks, and SUVs. Explore the latest electric vehicles. Family fun for everyone. And I have with me uh, my longtime friend, Ronald Ladd. And another longtime friend, Randy Lukowski, who's already gone inside and has started looking around. There he is. So we're going in to see what the latest in cars, trucks, and SUVs are. First, we have to hand over our tickets. Hello. Okay, thank you. Okay. And Randy's already been inside, probably seen the whole thing by now. It's not a bad little show. Little show, yeah. It used to be on uh, two, three floors. Now it's just on one floor. And where should we start? Go. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. This is uh, 2023. Um, Toyota, is that a Camry? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's all right. I'll, when I, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. We're looking at a 2023 Toyota GR86 Premium. GR86. Never heard of that. Two plus two coupe, six speed, automatic transmission, starting at $27,900. Oh, but this one costs $36,501. Oh, and it's a boxer engine. Interesting. I wonder if they borrowed that from Subaru. Hmm. Well. No, I mean, I'm just checking some of them because, I mean, it's so. Like the Malibu, like the Chevy Malibu, all it is is just like rolled over. Oh, really? And it's like there's a place for like dirt and dirt. stuff can catch in there. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. And here we have the Supra, starting at $43,540. This particular model runs for $60,009. Now, it says final assembly point, Graz, Austria. Um, from what I understand, these are actually assembled by BMW. Assembled and designed by BMW and Toyota has just put its name on it so that they have a sports car that they can market. That's kind of pretty. I like the blue. 
All right, all of a sudden we're over into uh, Bronco territory. I'm, I'm seeing the uh, a blue oval. Yeah. Oh, yes, there it is. And I don't see OJ, but then I don't see a, a white Bronco either. This one is uh, beige or fawn or, yeah. Bronco Everglades. It's got a front uh, winch. Winch, yeah. Winch, not winch. Uh, oh, and it's got the uh, special. Yeah, well, no, that's for uh, air intake. So when you go in water, it don't, yeah. Yeah. So this air intake basically goes up the uh, passenger side of the front windshield. Yeah. It basically have a second grill up by the windshield, so I assume if you drive it into one of the Fremont State Lakes, you can keep going. <laughs> yeah. Four-door hardtop. Now, is that the normal air intake when you're driving down the interstate, heading toward Hastings? If I was driving this? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. This is all newfangled stuff. That's why I brought you guys along. Because I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it does have some leg room. What year was your Bronco, Randy? I had a 68 and a 95. Oh, that's right. You had two of them. I forgot about that. And they haven't changed much, have they? No, they haven't. <laughs> Not at all. Still square. Yeah. Still kind of boxy. But they've come a long way. Yeah. I notice it has the uh, Bronco badging on the rear gate, which uh, opens towards the curb. However, they have the same badging on the axles, and this rear wheel is parked, so it almost looks like a Mustang. Oh. Because it spins, you know, it's on a tire, it's on a wheel. You know, the badge on the gate, it's obviously a bunking Bronco. But that looks more like, yeah, the Mustang logo. But that's because they need to back up a quarter turn. Right. Right. They should have thought about that when they brought it over. Yeah, Ford Oval. And next we have a Ford, is this an Edge? Escape. Oh, Escape all-wheel drive. You know, that's, I, I drove an Escape all-wheel drive here to the to the auto show. Mine's just a little bit older. And was yours less than $33,695? Uh, I didn't buy it new, so I would say probably. Okay. Considering its age. It was, for, since it was used when I got it with some pretty good miles on it, it was a lot less than that. <laughs> 
And how about the fuel economy? Would you say it rates at 28? You know, I just decided after having it parked for a while and I just filled up with gas that I'm in the midst of finding out what it does. Problem I have in the wintertime doing gas mileage is that uh, I sometimes will start it up and let it warm up. So that kind of, you know, like uh, with we had a snowstorm the other day, if you recall. And so as I'm doing the driveway, I kind of moved it and just let it set there because I was going somewhere as I finished scooping a couple of shovels of snow. So that's going to screw up my gas mileage. But this one says, you know, the typical fuel estimates, 28 uh, miles per gallon, 26 city, 31 highway. That's, I think that's better than mine. Oh. Oh, Randy pointed out something with the Bronco. Has a, uh, a, tail, a tailgate tailgate yeah yeah the, this this one the, the tailgate as I mentioned earlier opens toward the opens towards the curb but then there's like a pull out uh, slide out that you'd have um, just the basically the back end of the vehicle it's this tailgate slides out like a shelf that you could put a grill on and yeah if you're tailgating there you go. All right. Um, Ron, how does this differ from your um, escape? Uh, doesn't have nearly the amount of rust that mine does. Well, yeah, but as far as design. Well, let's take a look. So uh, it's, it's the the typically more aerodynamic, just looking at the outside of it. Um, let me stick my head inside and take a closer look. Uh, the the tendency for vehicles to get more of the, my Escape, I tend to use it kind of like as a replacement for my Ranger that I don't have anymore, a pickup. And this one is kind of not bad as far as being a luxury vehicle versus a work truck. Um, it's nice, but yet you could, you know, you wouldn't necessarily think twice if you just mowed the lawn with grass on your shoes and, you know, it looks like it would be fairly easy to maintain. Um, does not appear to have, or does it have electric seats? I don't think so. Does it look manual? Doesn't those, those, well, unless the, yeah, it does look manual because there's no, I don't see any controls up on the armrest or anything and Maybe. then there's the uh i'm gonna just call it the tesla inspired electronic screen above the older style typical radio knobs yeah so i'm assuming it's not totally touch screen which if you live in nebraska and you're driving around in the wintertime with gloves on having actual knobs to grab onto i think is kind of convenient yeah speaking of knobs look at that uh transmission selector yeah, it looks like a uh, giant knob you'd have on an old-fashioned washing machine. It's a circular knob rather than the typical T-shaped shifter between the front bucket seats. Yeah, it looks. I think everybody's going to those. As far as uh, room inside, does it look pretty much the same? Ron's getting in. Uh, no. He's not getting in. <laughs> I am, 
I'm not saying I'm a tall giant person, but even in, in it's it's basically if the seat doesn't go down, I'm going to whack my head. Basically, my ear hits the roof as I try to get in it. So it is definitely smaller. Maybe not. I think this this uh, just looking here, the, the, the seat side position of the seat looks really high, doesn't it? Yeah. Because uh, mine doesn't come up that high, and I'm assuming it might just be set that way that it probably would lower, I would guess. How about the back seat? Well, back seat looks similar to me. Yes, yeah, the, the, what I would estimate is the typical 60-40 uh, seat where you could can fold down 60 or see i have a i have a a uh, between the two back seats you can fold down an armrest between the two rear passengers or oh. or, or fold it up out of the way to put three that has there. yeah there's no armrest is there let's see but there is yeah there's three sets of seat belts so they could how about uh, and then there's the the middle seat headrest. Uh, it's the same. It's just a newer, updated version. the The main headrest for the left and right passengers like are larger, and then there's a smaller one for the middle passenger. How about cargo space? The thing that this impresses me is that mine seems to be a little bit higher. This seems to have a, it's a little bit lower, and there's like appears to be more interior space in the back here than mine has. Uh, but yeah, it's the same. Spare is underneath the thin floor of the of the rear cargo area. Yeah, yeah it's a real size. You, is yours real size, or you, you have a compact spare? Um, I'm thinking it's a compact spare. Oh, I haven't had the opportunity to have to use it. Well, yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> All right, what do we got next? Uh, It is a. This is your Ford Edge. Edge. MSRP forty three thousand six hundred ninety dollars. And does not get the same miles per gallon. And this is a twenty twenty two. Five passenger. Two point EcoBoost engine, eight speed automatic transmission. Yeah. And why would somebody want this over an escape? Is there more room here? Yeah. It, appears it is does appear longer. And a much larger back seat. Yeah. Yeah. As far as cargo space. Yeah, the, the Oh yeah, there's definitely larger. Yeah. Definitely larger cargo space. Which explains the fuel economy. Oh, what was it? It's, well, this one's much less than the Escape. Oh, let's check that out. Oh, 21 and 28 highway. All right. And what have we got here? Oh, is this a... It's a Mustang. Oh, this is the... Mach E4, yeah. So we have a frunk here greeting us. And, and it's not for sale. Not for sale at any price. 
My nephew has one of these. That's not for sale? Uh, no, he was able to purchase one. Really? EPA data not available. Huh. Well, uh, Why? this does not have an internal combustion engine. Correct. So what EPA data would there be? It gets a bazillion miles per gallon. I don't know. how I've seen the, there's the electric equivalent that they talk about, and I have no idea what formula they use to come up with that. Um, the interesting thing to me would be, you know, uh, battery size and range. Uh, and by the way, I know that we're standing in the Ford. Have you seen the, the new electric VET? I have not personally seen it, but I've seen articles about it. Uh, we'll hold that tie. Assume we have a Chevy area here somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Well, but stay tuned for that. There's some interesting things about that car. Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't, and, I'll tell you, it doesn't have a charging port. Oh, so it's totally self-charging. Uh, the V8 engine charges it, and then there's regenerative oh. charging, uh, but. When we get there, we'll, there, there's some interesting, surprising they call it an electric vehicle. But I wonder if Tesla has a display here. Have you heard of the Lucid? I've, I've been Lucid since I had my coffee this morning. Oh. Um, let's take a look at this Mach-E. Very similar to the Edge, really, as far as cargo and interior it's this this particular one is uh what would, it's not the typical ford blue what would you call this it's blue yeah and as a mustang the classic three-tier taillights are not red they're clear frost oh oh uh-huh other than that, as far as you know, oh, much huger screen in the middle. Um, has the rotary dial shifter. Um, nothing else too out of the ordinary there. No door handles. You see that? Just the buttons. Wonder how those will work in Nebraska winters. You mean like if it gets iced up and you, you got nothing to grab Yes. Onto? Yes, exactly. Well, think of it this way. If it's that iced up, you probably aren't going anywhere anyway because it's going to take the battery to warm it up. And what do we have here, Randy? This is an electric truck, F-150. Oh, this. It's electric? Oh, $81,544, and yeah. There's zero emissions. Zero. Oh, yeah. Zero emissions. Zero emissions. Yeah, we have a huge frunk instead of an engine underneath there. So, in addition to you having a pickup truck, you also have the uh, cargo space of a station wagon 
It's about the same size of the cargo space as that escape we were looking at. Yeah. What's that? Oh. Oh, you got uh, plug-ins. Looks like 120-volt DC plug-ins, four of them. Huh. There is one thing underneath the hood that is left over from internal combustion days. There's a port for your blue juice for the windshield. Ah. Yes, there is. And what else is... What's that? There's the gas there yet. The lightning, yeah. Okay. Well, let's check this thing out first. Yeah, looks like... Yeah. And it has clearly electric seats. Yeah. And uh, even bigger screen, screen touch, in the middle. Touch screen. This one almost looks like it's bigger than the typical Tesla touch screen. But it actually has a shifter in the middle instead of a knob. On the console, yeah, there's a classic T-shift. Yeah. Probably yeah. Something else I wouldn't be able to figure out for the first three years of owning it. Oh, uh, plenty of leg room. Yeah. All right. Should go over to the. Uh, now I thought. Oh, this is a Lariat, and this is a Lightning. Oh. Is this a Lightning also? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But they're... Oh, and they don't even bother to pop the hood on this one. Oh, why would we want to look at an internal combustion engine after all? Uh, 582-mile range on a charge. Yeah, um, I was telling you about the Lucid, which is apparently going after Tesla. And they have, like, three different models that get anywhere from 350 to over 500 miles uh, on a charge. They have a fast charge that will get you 200 miles in 12 minutes, I believe it is. Um, up to 1,000 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 2.2. Um, and they're Motor Trends 2022 Car of the Year. And they're apparently going to compete with Tesla. What do you think there, Randy? Just kind of looking at the zero to 60, that's pretty good for the lightning. Mid four second range and power a whole house for days. On the escape hybrid, you get escape hybrid 582. That's the hybrid. Oh, yeah, true that. 
F-150 Power Boost Hybrid can tow up to 12,700 pounds. Now I'm seeing over your shoulder, is that a Maverick? I'm going to say yes because it's not as huge as the Ranger or nearly as huge as the F-150. So I'm going to go with that. No, this is a Ranger. Oh, four-door Ranger. Okay. Where is the Maverick? Is there a Maverick here? I'm sure there is. Other than me. What are you, James Garner? <laughs> yeah. Not much leg room back. No. Oh, but it doesn't have a huge screen. Who would want this? <laughs> huh. What do we got for pricing on this? Uh, $47,650. And this one, uh, fuel economy of 21 miles per gallon. Supposedly 19 highway 24, I'm sorry, 24 highway 19 city. Expedition. That's the Humungi SUV. Even though, as far as cargo space, not much difference between that and the Edge. Let's take a oh, well, backseat room, yeah. But it's only a two-seater in the back. Nice captain's chairs, though, leather and... And of course, you got your controls for the heater and air. That's nice. Bucket seats in the back. Yeah. And there's your rotary control for the shifter again. And a somewhat large screen in the middle. Not as big as some of the others we've looked at. What? Guide it in your trailer, oh. pro trailer. Okay. That way you can guide it. When you take your boat out to the lake. Yeah. Towing yeah. your second house around. <laughs> and this is a <clears throat> Expedition Max. Did you know that? No, I don't know what a Max is. Are we talking about the price here? I can That's see that. Well, it's the name badge, Expedition Max, 3.5 liter EcoBoost. V6. 4x4, 10 speed automatic. MSRP, $76,040. And fuel economy, now we're uh, 21 Highway 16 City. All right. That sounds like a pickup. Yeah. Um, let's see, we were already. Oh, we have a Mustang to look at. Oh, this Explorer, yeah. Yeah, the Ford Explorer is still around. That could be, it is. 
MSRP, $52,145. Fuel economy, 20 city, 26 highway. This has the 2.3 EcoBoost i4, 10-speed automatic. All right. Is that it? Let's go take a look at it. All right. Well, let's take a quick look at the Mustang here. See if anything's new on this. Not much back seat, as you would expect. Um, this has the, uh, oh, this has a 5.0 V8. 470 horsepower. Total MSRP. $59,245, 15 city, 23 highway. Yep. Not much new here. Oh, and it's a Mach 1 as opposed to a Mach E. All right, let's go look at this Corvette. We're here at the 2023 new car show at the CHI Health Center, downtown Omaha. Just kind of wandering around and seeing if there's anything interesting in new cars these days. I tend to doubt it myself, but that's just me. All right, what do we got here? 2023 Corvette Stingray Convertible 3LT. Well, this isn't the E version, is it? It's uh, 16 city, 24 highway. What's the MSRP? 194,800. Is that what it says? <coughs> 104. Oh, 104. Oh, 104. Okay. Oh. Now that is a mid-engine car. Corvette finally went to the mid-engine a few years ago. Until that, uh, the only other mid-engine car was for GM was, or any American car, was the Pontiac Fiero. So it took them, what, 40 years to introduce another mid-engine car. And interesting thing about this is you cannot fit, I know because I know someone that has one, you cannot fit a set of golf clubs in the trunk. And the trunk is slightly bigger than the front. And even in the electric version, it still has a front because they planned it that way. But that's because the electric version, I don't know why they, well, other, other than handling, what is the point of the electric version? Because basically you use the electric front wheel drive only to leave the neighborhood quietly. And then when you get up to two miles from the house, you can then start the V8 but it only goes like two or three miles on the electric. The main thing apparently for the electric is literally handling. Uh, the other thing is the complicated but very scientific and interesting method they use as, as you're driving on the electric front wheel drive and then you say, okay, start the V8. 
it takes about six seconds for the computers to all say, let's, all right, let's, what speed are we going? Let's start the engine, let's engage the transmission and match it because you're already driving down the road. And then at that point, the electric motors turn into generators to recharge the battery because it's got a, a range of about three miles. Hence, the, and there is no plug-in. It just that's it charges from the V8 and and from regeneration when you hit the brakes. But apparently, the whole point of the electric is for when you're you know on the test track driving around cones that it's just amazing in the way it handles because it's smart and it knows when you turn. Oh, I have all-wheel drive and I can adjust the front tires to go where you want to go. Huh. All right. Let's see. And here we have, what is this? This is a Camaro, yeah. Camaro convertible. Notice it has the hard top like they used to do in the 50s. Instead of having the cloth unfold, it has a hard top version that folds down and makes it smooth. I suppose that's for EPA. Well, yeah, it's uh, be interesting to see this uh, pop up and become a, uh, oh, it's raining out, we don't want to get wet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's a, <clears throat> what? Well, let's take a look at the, what do we have for MSRP on this? Uh, $52,730. MPGs, 16 city, 24 highway. And it has an actual, wow. It's a manual shifter. Woo! Don't see many of those anymore. So it's probably a six-speed manual. Nice. And, yeah, as expected, not much in the way of rear leg room. All right. Here, and Randy is checking out this Subaru. Is this? Wilderness. Is that an Outback then, basically? Yes. Now... Does it seem to look, uh, be configured like yours was? It's a little different. Um, they've got the eyesight, which is great safety. Um, they've got the good seating. It's like a, hella, or a airplane seating. Um, it's got all the good mechanisms. How about that screen in the middle? That was bigger than yours, right? Well, it's longer. Mine was wider. Oh. So mine was this way, this is this way. So and you've got a typical shifter in the middle, like, but controls and whatnot, pretty much all the same. Yeah, yeah, it's just placement's a little bit different. You know, this is different. Not bad. Got the dual sun. It's just a single one, huh? That's not bad. Is that a dual 
No, it's just one. But it's got a like a glass panel going all the way back. But it doesn't. But it's got a liner in there. Huh. Yeah. Oh, and that is. It looked like glass, but it's just the way it's lights reflecting. How about the back seat? Same. Yeah, they look, look pretty pretty close. Yeah, it's got pretty good leg room. Yeah. Um, and uh, cargo area. It has higher clearance. You know, the ground clearance is higher. Okay. Which is good. And that I. Is that, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it looks like more cargo space than what yours had. Yours was a what? This is a wilderness. Mine was a out, just regular oh. outback. And what is this one then? A Subaru. It doesn't have the signage. Um, cross Trek. Okay. This is smaller. Okay. Yeah. That has good legroom in the back and, of course, a lot smaller cargo space. And this one is Forrester. Uh, what is it? Ascent. Okay. They don't have the signs out like the other people do. Okay. Yeah, this is more longer SUV, more cargo. Still just two seat or two row. Oh. Huh. Yeah, they have a screen guard for your sunroof. Okay. And this we have a uh No, this is not this is a Subaru car, four-door sed sedan. Uh, WRX, okay. Plays the hits. There's a Forester next to us. I'm thinking Subaru had one that they were sharing with uh, Toyota, similar to what Toyota was doing with BMW. And Subaru had maybe this is it. I don't. I know. I was thinking it was a two-door though. Uh, I could be wrong. All right. Okay, and we're back to the conversation about the Forester versus the Outback. And Randy, what were you saying about the dimensions? The 
Outbacks are considered wagons. They're a little bit shorter but longer than the Foresters. Foresters have taller inside, but... Not so much length. Not so much length, yes. So what I had noticed here at the auto show, they have the Forester ump with a mattress in the back and the back seats folded down to show you that you know you can hang out and take a nap back there if you want. Where the Outback here, they, have, they don't have it in that mode. So it's not obvious that the Outback is actually longer. You, can, you know, if you're a taller person and, you, and did want to, you know, take a nap in the back, the Outback, if you're out in the forest somewhere, unlike the Forester, would be more comfortable for tall people. <laughs> okay. So that was, that, I found that quite interesting. Back in the day, the Forester had more amenities on the inside. Now it's the Outback that has more toys. And... I'm looking at what appears to be their collection of collector cars, classic cars, and 1950 Ford F1. And it's a beautiful truck owned by Phil Webb. Um, appears to be fairly stock, although it's been lowered and has some aftermarket wheels and tires are wide whites and the baby moons with the beauty rings nice touch beautiful truck then we have a Shelby series one which isn't all that old but it certainly is a collector car um, let's see what has a year on it 1999 supercharged oh this is owned by Peter Fink Okay, who uh, owns certified transmissions and has his own museum off of uh, 90th and uh, military. So this is one of his cars. Son, looks to me like to have a car entered in the classic cars this year, they have to be silver. Apparently, yeah. All three of them what we see here so far are silver. The other one is a 60... Let's see, does it have the split window? Yes, it does. So it's a 63. Seven. Well, why did I see a split window back here? Or did I? Yes, that's a split window. And it says it's a 67? That's what Randy says. Let's go take a look. Okay, 67 split window resto mod. Um, sorry, I don't get it. 67s did not have split windows. Oh, well, I guess if it's a resto mod, you can do anything. And again, it's silver. All right. And that appears to be it as far as their classic cars. This is Lonesome Roads behind the wheel. We've been at the 2023 uh, new auto show at the CHI Health Center. And, yeah, I skipped over a lot of stuff, but it's because... They're all boring.
but uh, <laughs> uh, that's just me. It's new stuff. There's a few nice new ones out, but... Can I give you an impression? This is going to show my age. Do you remember back in the day when the uh, vehicles from pretty much all the manufacturers came out with the five-mile-an-hour bumpers that stuck out on both ends of the front and the back, and they just, like, the design was like, what? This is just, what's going on here? And it took them a while to kind of get things straightened out. I have this feeling that we're in that part point where we're kind of heading towards electric vehicles but we're not there yet and there there seems to be just a a mishmash of there's some stuff that's new and looks great and there's some of the old stuff they're trying to carry over and just by the the manufacturers that are here and the ones that aren't and the ones that the manufacturers that are here brought it's like they weren't sure what they wanted to put in here it's another malaise period of car manufacturers. I, I would have to agree with you on that. With very few exceptions, and most of those aren't here anyway. But uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>